booster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. WABC News Time is 5 o'clock. Good morning. Hey, it's Friday. Noam Layden in for Deborah Valentine on this Friday morning. Your forecast from the Ramsey Mazda Weather Center. Snow showers this morning, sunshine this afternoon, high 35. Tonight and overnight, that's when it gets really cold. Cloudy, low of 9. Doesn't last really long, though. Saturday, sunshine, high 28. And then by Sunday, we're in the 50s already. Go figure. If you are walking out the door right now, it's 32 and cloudy. Had one of those moments here at 77 WABC yesterday that I just had to laugh. I can be a junk food addict at times. And uh, my wife, who apparently loves me and wants to keep me healthy, always screams at me when I, you know, eat this junk food. You can you can get rid of that music if you want. I mean, yeah, thank you. So the uh, so when I eat that junk food, she screams, you know, no. So I've got I've resorted to hiding it in places and then she finds my hiding places and it's bad. So yesterday I saw that I'm not the only one who has to deal with that. Greg Kelly is doing his show from one to three. Great show if you haven't listened. Love him. And uh, his wife, it's such a sweet moment. Most days his wife shows up somewhere between one and three and brings him what I assume is a very healthy lunch. So he eats a healthy lunch. And uh, yesterday uh, there was a birthday here. And so he went down and got like just the hugest slab of cake you've ever seen on a plate and brought it back into the studio while he was doing the show. And then she walks in while he's about to bite into that cake. And he just looked horrified that he had been busted. And she walked in. She sat. She put his healthy lunch down. Who knows what it is? And, you know, it's probably an avocado and a fork. And she picked up the cake and she came out here and she said, I can't believe he's doing this. And she threw what was this beautiful cake into the trash can. And I could only laugh because... I'm living through some of the same stuff. So sorry, Greg. I'm right there with you. I'll hide the M&Ms for you, show you some spaces where I hide my junk food. Maybe you'll get away with it as well. All right, let's get started. The top five at five. All right, wait. What was that in the sky over Montana? Still no word who shot a New Jersey lawmaker to death. New Yorkers have weighed in and want to tell you what they want to do with the migrants. Governor Hochul was in New York City trying to sell us on her new budget plan. And just a weird and wild scene in a Westchester home filled with, yeah, 150 cats. All right, let's get into it. U.S. military has been monitoring the suspected Chinese surveillance balloon that's been hovering over the northern part of the U.S. for the past few days. And the military and defense leaders have apparently discussed shooting it out of the sky. This is no small balloon. This is the size of three buses, apparently. I don't, I, I imagine you can't see it with the naked eye, but NBC's Courtney Kuby gives us some more of the details. Yeah, so it was last spotted that we know of about around Billings, Montana. That's a couple hundred miles from Malmstrom Air Force Base, which critically is where the U.S. keeps some of their ICBMs, their Minuteman 3 um, ICBMs. U.S. officials were still extremely concerned. So concerned yesterday, Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, while traveling in the Philippines, convened a meeting of his senior leaders in the middle of the night, his time, and convened them to discuss this. They looked at the flight track, the track of this balloon, where it had been, where they believed it was going, and then they assessed its ability to actually gather any intelligence. They looked at options, including taking it down out of the sky. Yes, yeah, so they, they couldn't take it out of the sky because it was un- over what I guess is a populated part of Montana. Lots of Montana is not. So the senior defense official says the balloon apparently may still be over the U.S., but he declined to say where it is. And now 
China is speaking out this morning. We're just getting this in in the last hour or so. They say they say they don't know anything about the Chinese spy balloon, which, of course, is very entertaining because, of course, they know everything about this spy balloon. They say they had no intention of violating our airspace. Uh, they seem surprised, which is, of course, comical. Uh, the foreign minister there also says she has no information about it, whether a planned trip to China by U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken will proceed next week as scheduled. I guess it's bad timing on their part. WABC News Time 505. Just a horrendous story out of Sayerville, New Jersey, and a mystery so far not solved. Police searching for the person who shot and killed a Sayerville, New Jersey councilwoman. Uh, these neighbor, neighbors were there when Eunice Jumfor was killed Wednesday night. She was shot a bunch of times as she sat in a car. The guy sprinted through that mailbox alleyway, and I don't know where he went. It sounded like gunshot, and then it paused, and then there was just a round of more. June 4, shot to death in the car. She may have driven for a little while. It's not uh, 100% clear. They apparently was about a dozen shots fired. Neighbors say they saw a guy talking to her by her car before they heard the bullets. 30-year-old lived with her daughter. Uh, Sayerville Republican Chair Karen Bailey says uh, Jerome 4 was uh, well-liked. She was a beautiful, motivated person who did very well in the community people loved her yeah she ran as a republican this was her first time in office she won back in 2021 here was uh, one of her campaign spots that she put on facebook as a proud several mom your vote and your concerns is what matters to me most let's make several a place that's inhabitable Amazing to raise children and with several is success. Yeah, so you can imagine the neighborhood just shocked there. They're not used to this kind of violence. She graduated from William Patterson. She uh, worked as a business analyst. Governor Murphy stunned by the news. It's just a shocking, shocking development. Uh, so please keep her memory and her family in the community in Sayreville uh, in your prayers. Yeah, Governor Murphy says no one can remember a time when a sitting lawmaker had been shot to death. In New Jersey, just horrendous. Uh, hopefully, they'll solve this soon. The man accused of firebombing a Bloomfield, New Jersey synagogue being held without bail today following what was a brief hearing yesterday afternoon. The Essex County prosecutor says the arrest of 26-year-old Nicholas Melendretos was a combination of surveillance video, community involvement, and good police work. Uh, the complaint alleges there's a video showing him throwing the Molotov cocktail at the temple. A car in the vicinity of the temple uh, at the time of the attack. And that alleges further the law enforcement searched the car and seized a mask, gloves, and a sweatshirt. Yeah, busted. Consistent with the attack in the video yeah so as a part of this search warrant uh federal authorities found gasoline accelerants lighters in this guy's car along with something that was even maybe more frightening than that they found papers with um a 10 mile radius of targets of other people apparently this uh creep wanted to attack including police and politicians thank god uh, it stopped with the synagogue and nobody was hurt and uh, apparently this guy has mental issues, which probably won't come to as uh, a shock to you. WABC News Time 510. This won't come as a shock as either. A new poll out today. 
overwhelming number of New Yorkers favor the mayor's proposal to send migrants upstate. Get them the heck out of here. What do we have? Some 40,000 have been here since come here since the spring from the U.S. southern border. This is a Quinnipiac survey. Shows New Yorkers by a 65 to 26 uh, percent margin like Mayor Adams idea of sending asylum seekers to areas of the state that have lost population. Of course, most of that is upstate. He says uh, the mayor does that the city is out of room to shelter migrants. I mean, just the services here have been overwhelmed. No doubt you saw those migrants who are outside the Watson Hotel who don't want to go to the Brooklyn Cruise Terminal where a thousand men are uh, hanging out these days. Federal government, of course, not pitching in in a way they should be to help New York City pay for this whole thing. So the mayor would like to send them upstate. The other, uh, Curtis uh, Sliwa told me about this. Apparently, this has been going on since the Koch years. Uh, very quietly, lots of times, they'll give these migrants one-way bus tickets to Canada because Canada needs the population. They have like you know, large swaths of lands where nobody lives and they have lots of open jobs. So apparently, he thinks... A lot of these folks are being given one-way bus tickets to Canada, where there's lots of jobs and space for them. WABC News Time 511, Governor Hochul, she was in the Bronx yesterday shopping around her $227 billion budget proposal. She made her first stop, Albert Einstein College of Medicine, to highlight her $1 billion mental health plan. And, uh, well, I think we need it. We are fundamentally rebuilding from the bottom up our continued of care. Continue of care means we take care of everybody. Yeah. Uh, if you've talked to anybody in the mental health profession, they will tell you how completely overwhelmed they are post pandemic by people seeking out their help. And there's just not enough of them to go around because the era of ignoring mental health needs is over. It is over. Yeah. Uh, you know, I know people don't like spending taxpayer money, but I'm just watching it. This is just my own view. I see uh, the money needs to be spent because uh, there just needs to be more professionals seeing these people who want to be seen. WABC News Time 512. Wild story out of Yorktown. A couple found dead in their home this week, along with 150 cats inside. They're not sure what happened to them, and they're both dead. They uh, made a welfare check on this couple on Cordial Road. After I'm assuming family members must have been looking for them and couldn't get in touch with them, uh, they weren't able initially to investigate further what was going on in the house because they were shocked when they opened the door and first of all found the dead couple, but then found 150 cats. By the way, this is no big house. This is, you know, the suburban house, but just a midsize one. I'm surprised that people could live inside uh, with the conditions that were present. Westchester County Police Forensic Unit was on scene and the medical examiner. And through that investigation, at this time, we determined that there was not foul play involved in that death. Yes, yeah, so their cause of death remains under investigation. The identities of the victims not released. So here's the strange part, if that isn't strange enough. The cats were brought to a shelter, and workers there were surprised by one big thing. It's very unusual for a case like this with especially with that number of cats, for them to be as social um, and sweet as they are. Um, usually they're scared when they come from a situation like this because they've not had a lot of human affection, a lot of handling. Yeah, but usually when people are cat hoarding, they're treating them like garbage. But apparently some of these cats were not in great shape, but most of them were okay. And uh, the shelter in Yorktown that took them on or the shelter in Westchester that took them on is apparently going to you know, bring them back to health and uh, hopefully 
get them out to adoption. WABC News Time 514, people in favor of congestion pricing. You heard me right. People in favor of congestion pricing held a rally here in the city yesterday. City Comptroller Brad Lander joined public transportation advocacy groups for a rally that would add a toll for drivers traveling south of 60th Street. For those long-term investments, for putting in new elevators, for modernizing the signal system, we simply need a new source of revenue and congestion pricing really is the right one. Yeah, that's how they want to prop up public transit by uh, charging drivers to below drive below 60th Street. Uh, he says critics have offered no alternative. The federal government expected to announce a decision on the plan soon. The head of the Riders Alliance says uh, he likes this idea as well. The new MTA subsidies would make up for the losses in fares associated with the pandemic and congestion pricing would pay for new signals, subway cars and elevators that we've needed at yeah, but thankfully for people like me in Jersey City, people up in Westchester who don't want to pay a second toll to get into the city, congressional members in New Jersey and the Hudson Valley recently unveiled legislation that would block federal grant money for the MTA unless drivers already paying bridge and tunnel tolls are exempt from congestion pricing. It's a mess. I think they'll sort it out. We'll wait and see. WABC News 515. That means it's time for we head over to the 77 WABC Sports Desk and we chat with Justin Ellick. Good morning, Justin. Good morning, No, Happy Friday. Right back at you. It's a big day here at uh, 77 WABC only because it is Friday. So, Oh. That's that's really it. Is there is there a sports report involved here or is it just a... Re- yeah, yeah. I'm, oh, just, okay. I'm, just, I'm just hyping up the day's festivities. That's all. Oh, is there something happening that I don't know about? No, no, no. Not oh, at all. It's just, okay. It's just Friday. Oh. That's it. Anyways, uh, over to our local action last night. The Knicks, they outlast the Heat at the Garden, squeaking out a 106-104 to victory to rebound from their Tuesday night loss. R.J. Barrett, who was benched in that loss to the Lakers, bounced back in a big way against Miami with a Knicks high 30 points in his 41 minutes on the floor. Julius Randle made his present felt, presence, I should say, felt as well with 23 points to his name, including this slam coming off a chaotic sequence late in the fourth to cement the win. Randall double-team gets it to Barrett. Barrett throws it away again. Picked up from out of aisle. Hero on the bounce. Goes out the corner. Struess stolen by Hartstein. Trying to keep it alive. He's got it. Hartstein to Grimes. Randall inside. And the Knicks get up by five with five seconds remaining. What a sequence. That call courtesy of MSG. Randall would add 10 rebounds and 6 assists as well to his stat line as the Knicks pull within a game. Now Miami for 6th place in the Eastern Conference. Up next for New York is a date with the Los Angeles Clippers. Set for tomorrow at the Garden. The Nets will be in action as well tomorrow, taking on the Washington Wizards at home. And more news out of the NFL here, not pertaining to the Super Bowl, as a warrant has been issued for the arrest of Cincinnati Bengals running back Joe Mixon on a complaint of misdemeanor aggravated menacing, according to court records. According to the warrant, Mixon allegedly pointed a gun at an individual January 21st and said the person should be, quote, popped in the face. Oh, that's lovely. Yeah, that's really great. That's a good thing to say to somebody, especially with a gun pointed at their face. Here we go. The warrant states the incident occurred at the intersection of Walnut Street and East 3rd Street in downtown Cincinnati one day before the Bengals defeated the Buffalo Bills in the divisional round of the AFC playoffs. In a statement issued to ESPN, though, Mixon's agent Peter Schaefer said he expects Hamilton County officials to drop the charges Friday morning, stating that it was a rush to judgment. I bet he better hope so. And here with your early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77. Where did that take place again? What was uh, the, uh, the the address? The cross streets were Walnut Street and East 3rd Street in downtown Cincinnati. Okay. Why, you know it? No, I'm just oh. curious. <laughs> I mean, uh, 
It's where Noam grew up. <laughs> Thank you very much, Justin. You got it. When we come back, they did something wacky with Groundhog Day in Westchester and a whole lot more. But first, here's Lou Dobbs. This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Two of the three major indexes pushing toward weekly gains, both the S&P and NASDAQ at their highest level in months, and the Dow Jones Industrials near neutral for the week. Mixed technology earnings sending stocks lower in the extended session. Google parent Alphabet missing quarterly targets, mostly due to disappointing YouTube revenue. Amazon beat revenue and sales targets. Still, the stock down about 5% after earnings. Ford Motor Company stock down 5% after missing fourth quarter targets. Ford fell short of its own full-year guidance by more than a billion dollars. Mortgage interest rates at the lowest level since September. The average on a 30-year fixed rate is below 6%. More jobs data today. Non-farm payrolls forecast down 36,000 from the previous month. Meanwhile, economists targeting a slight increase in the unemployment rate. Please join me three times each weekday. Please join me several times each weekday right here on 77 WABC. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. WABC News Time 521. Noam Layden in for Deborah Valentine on this Friday morning. So yesterday was Groundhog's Day, which is kind of dopey in itself anyway. But, you know, everybody's trying to get into the mix to get like some tourism dollars. So I had not heard, you know, there's a Staten Island Chuck, Puxatani Phil. A new one that I hadn't heard about from yesterday is on in Westchester County. They have at Muskoot's Farm. Uh, there is Cloxitani Henrietta, uh, Henrietta, who was predicting a early spring. We know Staten Island has Chuck and Pennsylvania has Puxatani Phil, but we have Cloxitani Henrietta. Okay, so what's the big deal with uh, Cloxitani Henrietta? She um, makes her prediction after laying an egg. I guess that makes sense. Will the sheep ditch their sweaters? Mm-hmm. The turkeys have been talking to the horses right. who say nay. To more chilly weather. <laughs> All right. I guess that's cute. Henrietta, the only chicken in New York to make her prediction, which is in line with Staten Island Chuck, but does not match up with the prediction from Puxatani Phil, who said we'd get six more weeks of winter. Speaking of Groundhog Day, by the way, it turned somber in Canada yesterday when the nation's weather predicting Groundhog was found dead. Uh, they went in to, to get this uh, groundhog named Fred. This was hours before this annual prediction. They do a big ceremony there, and the groundhog was dead. Of course, we have had similar things with uh, Staten Island Chuck. You'll remember one year Staten Island Chuck bit Mayor Bloomberg, and then there was another time where Mayor de Blasio dropped uh, Staten Island Chuck, and then he died a couple days later. Um, find that comical anyway wabc news time 523 let's go down to dc house republicans booting congresswoman elon omar from a key committee yesterday house speaker kevin mccarthy defending that move we're not removing her from other committees we just do not believe when it comes to foreign affairs especially the responsibility of that position around the world with the comments that you make she shouldn't serve there. So the House voted in favor of ousting the Minnesota Democrat from the Foreign Affairs Committee as punishment for some controversial comments she had made about Israel. If it was tit for tat, we would have picked people, took them off all committees and said nothing about it. We don't believe in that. Well, you know, it kind of is tit for tat 
uh, right? Because when the Democrats were in charge, they booted Republicans off committees. So now that the Republicans are in charge, they boot Democrats off the committee. The pendulum has swung the other way. As you might imagine, Minnesota Congresswoman Omar was pretty upset about this, uh, had a chance to speak out before uh, the committee made its decision. Take your votes or not. Mm-hmm. I am here to stay and I am here to be a voice against harms around the world and advocate for a better world. Yeah, so she wasn't done there. My leadership and voice will not be diminished if I am not on this committee for one term. My voice will get louder and stronger and my leadership will be celebrated around the world as it has been. All right. WABC News Time 524. The FBI going to search former Vice President Pence Indiana home again for more classified material. Are we getting tired of these stories? The uh, Wall Street Journal reporting the search will occur in the coming days as the DOJ is in talks with Pence's legal team. This comes after Pence's attorneys recently discovered several documents with classified markings were found at his home and later turned over to authorities. Of course, the end part of this story is none of these documents have been found to be anything so far right and they've picked them out of it seems like everybody's house even jimmy carter had documents in his house maybe even abe lincoln for all we know wabc news time 525 high school students can now take ap african-american studies this comes after the original was blocked by florida governor ron DeSantis, along with the florida department of education who claimed it was contrary to state law because some parts of the course included the indoctrination of students with critical race theory and what they called the queer experience when you try to use black history to shoehorn in queer theory uh you are clearly trying to use that uh, for political purposes the college board stripped those parts out now. The course is back on the table as a revised version. Georgetown African-American study professor Dr. Robert Patterson says he's hopeful about the new AP course. This is the beginning of a process that will more democratize American education and rightfully put forward where it is that black studies should be in the curriculum across the board. WABC News Time 525. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy rejecting Democrats' push for a clean debt ceiling increase. Seventy-four percent of Americans believe there has to be some savings in what we're spending. We're at 120 percent of GDP, meaning our debt is larger than our economy. Yeah, Chuck Schumer pushing back against uh, any Republicans putting anything else into the debt ceiling conversation. It would threaten the health we know of our economy, all at the hands of a handful of MAGA extremists in the House Republican Party. So House Speaker Kevin McCarthy says he plans to meet with President Biden again to find ways to make spending cuts. So the Empire State Building finally speaking out about those green and white colors they shined on their tower on Sunday night when the Eagles won the NFC um, championship. And uh, then, remember, they sent out a tweet that said, Fly, Eagles, Fly, that showed a picture of the top of the tower, green and white. And you can imagine it infuriated uh, people like me. I'm a Giants fan. I'm like, hey, this tower's in New York. We hate the Eagles. Why are you shining it green and white? Well, apparently, uh, they spoke to the New York Post. This was a yesterday. And they basically said, New York can drop dead. <laughs> they, they don't care. They see themselves, the Empire State Building, as a global brand and that they're not beholden to loyalty here in the city. So the company says that it plans to light up the tower in either Chiefs or Eagles colors for the winner of the Super Bowl on February 12th. 
And uh, the Empire State Building says it'll continue its annual practice of being a scoreboard for the Super Bowl. Uh, I can see it from my house, and they do do that. Every time someone scores during the Super Bowl, they flash the colors of the team that scored. And at the end of the night, they put the colors up there. But, of course, everybody hates the Eagles in New York. Um, but the building's management says, no, we're all about a global brand. Uh, New Yorkers don't really give us a lot of revenue. It's people from out of the country or out of, uh, from around the nation who come and buy our tickets to go to the top of the tower. So they basically said, screw us. All right. So much more to get to on this Friday morning, including a rise in the number of millionaire renters. They can't afford to buy. They can only afford to rent. That and more coming up. WABC News Time is 530. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly two million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50 percent of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.